You are listening to the Life Church podcast. To learn more about Life Church, our gathering times at any of our central Indiana locations, or our life crew online, visit us at lifechurchin.com or follow the link in the description. Today's talk is from Pastor Derek Lopez. Hey, we're talking about good news of great joy to all people. Obviously, it's December. Hopefully, you're buying Christmas presents. Hopefully, you haven't. You've you started at least. Maybe you need to start wrapping some gifts. But it's a wonderful time of year, and it's the time every year as a church, as every church should do, we talk about how Jesus came. We talk about the good news that Jesus came to give his life. He came to... to uh, normal, some churches don't do that, but we, we talk about how Jesus came and became flesh and how good that is and how sweet that it is. Now, this is also the time of year that we ask that you participate in the Christmas miracle gift. What we're doing is we're partnering with over a dozen dozen churches to make an impact over in the Asia Pacific area where our Assembly God ministers and pastors are. And so we want to be a blessing over there. Uh, because it's it's really Christmas isn't just about uh, we get told a story, but also we go and we tell people. Amen, everybody. And that's our theme for the Christmas. The theme for the Christmas is a gift of hope. But our theme verse is this. It's in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. It says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. For scripture says everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. There is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then can they call on him whom they've not believed? And how are they to believe in him whom they've not heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? How are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach good news. Now, I love this because it is, this is a universal statement. It is a simple statement, and it is a direct statement. It's saying, hey, if you, it's the gospel in its simplest form, saying that if you believe in Jesus and if you confess with your mouth that you're Lord, you'll be saved. Now, let me break that down a little bit, because here in America, we kind of twist this. The devil twists this, because it says, if you believe in your heart. That's a change. That's something that becomes true. But we take the scripture that says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you'll be saved. And we say, I prayed a prayer, now I'm saved. No, 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 no. It has to be something that's true. You confess Jesus is your Lord. You're following him. Jesus says throughout scripture, follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me. That belief isn't just a one-time statement we say out loud. It's something that he is my master. It says Paul writes that I'm a slave by choice. We want to be slaves by choice to the Lord Jesus Christ. We're not saved by works, but there does have to be a change on the inside of our hearts that's true. That's what that belief is. It's a true thing. Everyone understand? So, the gospel, to, to believe this, there, it doesn't require that there's a church membership. doesn't require even that you come to church or even that you're water baptized. doesn't require that you go to the growth track. You just have to believe and follow Jesus. Now, we should do all of those things. We're supposed to be water baptized. 
We're supposed to serve in the local church. We're supposed to, to minister to other people. But salvation in the simplest form, it's like the thief on the cross that said, he said, hey, may I come into your kingdom when I die? Right? And Jesus said, this day, this very day, you will be with me in paradise. It's belief. That's what's needed. It's important that we remember that. But it's important we remember people don't know. You know, there's a difference between uh, unchurched and unreached. We are a nation, at least in Indiana, we're reached. Okay, so there's churches everywhere. You can, if you go out into the country, you see Jesus saves, Jesus died for you, Jesus loves you. There's scriptures. There are places people can hear the gospel. They can hear the truth of the gospel. Now, is it being perverted? Yes. But it will not be perverted here. But the difference that I'm trying to get to you all is unreached are those who don't, they've never even heard the name of Jesus. So it's important we remember as we talk about this Christmas miracle offering, there are those who have never even had the opportunity to hear Yeshua's name. And we want that for them. That's what today is about. And Paul, I love that he, he states that he's, how he states that verse is he says it's for everyone. It's universal. Now, this is a huge thing. He says there's no distinction between Jew or Greek. Why? Because the Jews were the one that Jesus came, his, his lineage came through. They're God's chosen people. They're the ones who would first be saved. And then, obviously, some people could, they could, back in the day, they could join, they could be a part of the Jewish community, they could convert, but they, they, they were still looked on as less than. But here, he's saying, hey, does it matter what, what sex you are? Does it matter where you're from, what you've done? You can come to know the Lord Jesus. It's for everybody. He was shattering walls with this statement in Romans, saying that no matter what, where you're from, your race, even what religion you've been a part of, you can come to know Jesus. Now, the final reason this is a great passage that we see is it, it connects immediately to the Great Commission. The Great Commission is this. Jesus said it himself in Matthew 28, verse 19. Jesus says, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And that's our mission. That is what we want to do, is we want to tell good news to all nations. So in Romans 10, 14, Paul says that the gospel is good news. It's universally available. And he says how people will come to know Jesus. How would they come to know Jesus if they don't believe in him? How are they, how are they going to believe in him if they've never heard? How are they going to hear unless someone tells them, unless someone goes and preach? And then he quotes an Old Testament passage, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach good news. So think about it this way. You and your family, you start, just go with me for a second, okay? You start a restaurant, okay? You start something, you believe it's great. You make better sliders than White Castle does in this restaurant, okay? You make the, the best hamburger there is. And you want people to know, how are they going to hear? Someone has to tell them. Right? I think about how Pastor Jamie uh, told me about Stone, uh, Stony Creek. I'd never been there before, over in Hamilton Town Center. 
And so we went there. We had a little Christmas party. The Fisher staff went there. And these ribs, they were the best ribs I've ever had in my life. You should go there. It's expensive, but you should go there. It's really good. And uh, it's delicious. Like, I, I was literally th- planning, when am I going to go again to this place? You know, but I didn't say to myself, I can't tell people about this because then it will be full, and I'll be hard, I'll be, it'll be hard for me to get a reservation, Right? I'm like, you got to hear about, the, you got to hear about these ribs, baby back ribs. I got a half rack, should have got a full rack, you know, but, but we want to tell people, we want to tell people about the goodness in our life, right? Like for me, I love fishing. I believe everyone should fish because it's wonderful. If you're not into archery, you should get into archery if you can, because it's fun. Right? If you've never shot a kid in the face with a Nerf bullet, you should. Because it's wonderful. It's good news. We're actually going to have a Nerf battle here at the church in February. There's more info to come on that. Come shoot some little kids. Be a father to somebody there. But, um, <laughs> but, but the gospel is good news, right? We want to share good news with people. We want people to know about goodness in our life. And so we want to do that. We want everyone to know and hear. How will they hear if if someone doesn't tell them? As the psalmist says in Psalms 34, 8, he says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. And that's what Paul wants. He wants people to taste for themselves the goodness of God. That's what we want. So we fulfill the Great Commission when we go tell others the story of Jesus as it really is. It's the greatest story ever told. Bad movie, it's a true message, though. And if you've ever seen the greatest story ever told, or if I just lost half the audience, but it's a cheesy Christian movie about Jesus looking wimpy, but it's not the point. But it is the good, it is the best story ever told. God came in flesh, lived this life so we could have relationship with God. We could be restored with God. It's the greatest story of all time. But let's go ahead and jump to the beginning of that story, or towards the beginning, Luke 2, verse 8. And I've read this the last three weeks, but we're going to go at it again. It says, in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock at night. And an angel of the Lord shone around them and filled them with great fear. And the angel said to him, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you born this day in the city of David is a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign for you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly... There was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he is pleased. So we're going to focus on these words, good news, great joy of all people. Good news, great joy for all people. The root word, the word that is used here in the Greek for good news is yo. yo, Gileron, which is a New Testament word which is translated good news or gospel. 
But what the shepherds heard that day, they heard that word, and that word means something a little bit different than what we think, because who knows, Jesus put the good in the news. But the, 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 really the definition is official, authoritative, or royal announcement forthcoming. So boom, they have this light shine around them, and he says, hey, I have this royal news for you. And they're filled with fear, because to them, they have the Roman government over them. Sometimes good news meant heads are going to roll. People are going to die. And so they're like, ah, we don't want that. What is this good news? And sometimes our minds think faster than people talk, right? And so this important news came, and it was about Jesus, this royal news. So, so imagine this. They Go ahead and put the, pic, the first picture on the screen. They, the shepherds are there. I hate this picture. I'm just going to say that from the stage. You know why? Okay? Stay with me. Angels are tough, okay? When I view an angel, they're strong. They, they're before the El Shaddai, the Lord Almighty. Gabriel actually says to Zacharias, I stand before the presence of the Lord Almighty. Because you have not believed, you will not speak until this comes true. Angels are not sissies. The biggest pet peeve of all, to me, there are naked babies up there. No. No. Absolutely not. Just so everyone understands. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to give everyone the best picture. I've done it three times. We're going to do it again. But it's bright around you. They're like, hey, little man, I've got some good news. Oh, no. Right? Angels are, angels are strong. I just want to say that because I hate all these sissy photos. If that offends you, good. But, but they show up. They're terrified. Where am I going right now? <laughs> Angels. Sissy. So they were terrified because they have this news. Hey, we've got royal news, right? They think it's bad, but it's really not bad because the angel says, hey, this is going to cause great joy. And, you know, happiness is, is based on our circumstance, but joy is an emotion. Joy is deeper. Donald Campbell writes that the word kara, which is the root word for this in the Greek, says a deep and abiding inner rejoicing, which is promised to those who abide in Christ. It does not depend on circumstances because it rests on God's sovereign control of things. We remember that, that joy, joy is something that's very deep. It's something very profound. It's something that affects our whole personality. In other words, there's, there's one thing that can give us true joy, and that's Jesus Christ. He satisfies our mind. He satisfies our will. He satisfies our emotions. What does Jesus say? He says, I'm the bread of life. I am. I'm the living water. He said to that lady when they came to the well, he said, hey, you're thirsty, but if you knew, you'd ask me for a drink. 
if you knew who I was. He's our satisfaction. So the angel is announcing good news of great joy. It's something that has become soothing to them. And you know, they felt they probably felt special, like hundreds of thousands, if not millions of angels in the sky singing about the glory of God, telling this good news. And they, they didn't say, hey, let's, that was just for us. Right? They said, no, this is for everybody. They're not going to believe it. This is good. We saw non-sissy angels. We saw real angels in the sky. It was something that was good. Good news of great joy. Good news of great joy for all people. And right here, this story becomes a great commission story because they, it's where we get that song, Go Tell It on the Mountain. Over the hills and everywhere, go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Thanks. <laughs> but but that's the, it's the beginning of the Great Commission. And really what we see in all of this message is this is the heart of God. Sometimes we argue as a church about, well, why don't we do this over here? Why don't we do that over there? Like, just to be clear, we're going to give opportunities to serve in our local community. We're going to give opportunities to bless the Indianapolis Dream Center. We're going to, we're going to give opportunities to reach people. We're supporting the, the medical uh, center out, outside in, the, in the, the camper. Why, why am I spacing on the name right now? Agape Wellness Center. Low-cost clinic, but they pastor people. We're going to do that. But we've also got to go far. Why Jesus said, you'll be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And you know, focus, I want to focus on Thomas for a second. Doubting Thomas, you know he died in India. He was speared to death. And then I've met a man who said, I'm saved because Thomas came to India. It's to the ends of the earth. We need to focus on on eternity, but we have to focus here, near, and far. So, this year we're partnering with the Stone Table, the Asia-Pacific Region Assemblies of God World Missions, and 13 other churches of, uh, for, to give the good news of great joy for all places, the places that you and I will never go. We started over a year ago uh, they started over a year ago, the leadership there, asking the Asia-Pacific region, what can we do? And so there are 18 different projects. We have those guides out in the lobby at the Welcome Center if you want to see them. But we're only going to focus on a few here today. Now, the categories are Buddhist Hindu, business as a mission, church planning, planning initiatives, compassion and trafficking, and, church, uh, and campus ministries. So I don't have time to talk through all of them, but I'm going to highlight a few stories for you all today. So one of our major projects this year was the new Kai Alpha Ministry Center in the University of Tokyo. Now, when you think of Japan, you probably, what do you think of? Sumo wrestling, samurai sword, what do you think of, you know? But you think of lots of different things. But I want you to think about this, is that how there are 127 million people in Japan. 37 million of them live in the city of Tokyo. It's the big, biggest city on earth. 
but less than 1% of the whole nation does not know Jesus. Of 6,700 unreached people groups, the Japanese are the second largest unreached people group in the world. And, and they worship 8 million different gods. Could you go ahead and play that? So what you're seeing here is uh, one of the main areas, the main Buddhist and Shinto temples of Tokyo. It was, it's a crowded center with everybody, everything from coffee shops to gift shops. But in the center of the temple is where people can come pray. If you want an answer to prayer, you pay 100 yen, about 67 cents at the current exchange rate. But here's what you do. You walk up to this little kiosk and deposit your money. And then you shake this metal can that has a hole in it until one of the sticks come out. The stick that comes out has a number on it, which indicates which prayer you're supposed to open to find the answer to prayer. Now, this is all crazy, but another crazy part is if you don't like that answer, you can try again. All you have to do is you tie that piece of paper in a bow around a wire, and then you start all over. You light a candle to draw the attention of little gods to your prayer. Really, demons is what you're trying to attract. And they wave incense you can wave incense onto yourself at one of the nearby altars. In Buddhism, the incense is known as a divine odor. The smell is meant to attract the presence of these Buddhist demons. In the all the noise of the candle, you're trying they're trying to get the attention of these little G gods made of wood, stone, brick, mortar, metal. So, but you know what's good is good news has came. Light has come to that area. And we want to help support them. And what we found, what they have found, is 51% of the Christians in Japan today were baptized between ages 20 and 24. So, that means that what we're going to do is we're going to help the, uh, the Kai Alpha ministry in Tokyo, the college ministry there, and the students, so that they can come to know Jesus, they can receive the good news, and it can spread out throughout the rest of the nation. Because really, those in Tokyo, at that university, they're the future leaders of the nation. They think very highly about education. And so these are the ones we want to influence, and these are the ones we want to get. So instead of people going to a temple to try to get one of these false gods attention out of the eight million we want them to know the one true god good news of great joy for all people now one of our other major projects this year is in mongolia while tokyo is the largest city in the world mongolia is one of the most rural places on the planet and we have a team there that is reaching out in the most difficult hospitable places now we're endeavoring to build a community community, uh, community center excuse me that is a thousand miles from the nearest church there. And no one for hundred miles away in any direction has ever heard the name of Jesus. Now, uh, I believe I, yes, this is right. We, one of the ladies, when she was a teenager, she began to pray about becoming a missionary. She actually had on her heart Mongolia, and she drew this when she was a teenager, just as any teenager would draw. She saw this vision, and she, she drew this. Well, then she excitedly started to look through all the maps of the world, and she discovered that she didn't find anything that matched what she had drawn. And so 
She kept praying. She kept seeking God. And, and, but God began to speak to her again about the mission field. And she learned about a providence in Mongolia where the good news of great joy has never been shared. The province is called Kovi Altai. So she began researching it, and here's a picture of it. And then here is what she drew. And it's a very close representation of what she saw and she drew from her memory. So she has ended up going to that place to reach people for Jesus. It's important that we remember things like this. God does call people. It's part of his heart. He wants them to hear. Now, earlier this year, there, there was this other person named Bogey. So Bogey and Bolga, they're, they're friends. They, they met, began, began a friendship uh, with the person who runs the coffee shop in a little town where our, where our team is out there in the Assemblies of God. Now, uh, they hang out there because it has the only espresso sheen in the whole Providence. And they, they also uh, told the stone table that they have cake with real icing. And so it's like it's a one-of-a-kind place for them. So they hang out there a lot, but that's not the point. But so the team invited Bolga to come to a Bible study. Well, she came to know Jesus and and she was excited about that. But then she started speaking about her grandmother, who's 103 years old, who never knew, has never heard of Jesus. And she's on her deathbed. So the team left early in the morning. They, drew, they drove five hours through dangerous mountain passes to get to Bolga's ancestral home. And here's her grandmother. Uh, she hadn't been conscious for several days. And then, and then she was conscious when they got there, and they asked, hey, can we share the good news with her? They asked her, her, her son, and he said, yes, but you're going to have to speak up. So the leader, his name was Jared. Leader, Jared, what he did, he, said, he got down, and he said, in the Bible, there's a story about an old man named Simeon who waited his whole life every day in the temple because God had promised that before he would die, he would meet Jesus. And he said, Today, you get to see God's salvation. He's screaming this. Today, you get to see God's salvation. So everyone can hear it. Straight in her ear, they asked her if she wanted to come to the Lord. She said yes. So she prayed the prayer. She gave her heart to Jesus. About a week later, she died. Now, I want you to think about how there are other grandmothers in that providence who've never heard of Jesus. Because, you know, this life is... This physical life isn't all we have. There's a life after this life. There's either eternal damnation or we get to be with the Father. It's important that we remember someone loved us enough to tell us. You know, as we continue talking about this Christmas miracle gift stuff, what I want you all to understand, I'll try to explain through a story Last night, I, was, I went to say goodnight to our middle daughter, and she had a present that was wrapped in napkins and taped real good. And I said, what is this? And she said, it's a gift for someone really special. And I said, oh, is that me? <laughs> and she laughed in my face as six years old. She laughed in my face, and she said, no. 
We want to give a gift to our Father. How many times at Christmas does our Father not get a gift? The Christmas miracle gift is a gift to Him. Let's keep that in perspective. That is for Jesus, and it's for the Lord. So I'm going to talk about the different things we're doing, but the team there, they have beautiful feet, and but we're, we're going to support orphans in Cambodia. What's happened is from Vietnam, the blood fields have, had spilled over, and uh, everyone who was middle-aged at the time were wiped out. So you have parents now who were orphans who don't know what to do with their kids. They didn't have a father, and so they just let kids go, and they just wander the streets. So what happened was the Chinese government came in with the mafia because, you know, the Chinese, they want to infiltrate in the whole world. They want global domination. So they've come into this nation, and they said, you can't have this building anymore. So the orphans had to roll up their mattresses that day and take them out of the place that they've had for over 20 years and those little kids not knowing where they're going to sleep. So we, we've already bought the land. As the Assemblies of God, we bought the land, uh, but we need to build walls around them. We need to build their facility away from the Chinese government and mafia. And so that's a, what a lot of our giving is going towards is to bless those little kids in the train-up children's home. They'll be trained in the ways of the Lord. But just to to go through the different things that we have to do. Actually, could you guys play that video? That's about where they're at in the process. They're, you saw them drilling a well. They're, uh, they're just getting the groundwork done, but we want to support those little guys. So obviously we have the Kai Office Alpha Ministry in Tokyo. We have that community center in Kofi Atai, Mongolia, and the list goes on. Now, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this unapologetically, okay? I've decided, we're, my wife and I, we've had a conversation. We've agreed on a number. We're going to give towards this. I'm asking that you all pray. That's what we did. We prayed, and we asked the Lord to help us with a number. So that's what I'm going to ask of all of you today. But I'm going to go through some of the things of what some money would cover. So uh, for $799, you can provide clothing and three meals a day for an entire year, entire year for one of the orphans. Uh, 
the campus ministry in Indonesia. We need 100 new campuses. They cost $1,000 each. We have five new Bible college dormitories in Papua New Guinea. Those are $35,000 each. Someone has already uh, bought two of them. And so, or paid, but they bought two of them. They, per, they gave the money for two of them. <laughs> they own them now. Um, for $1,080, you can provide support for a church planner in Vietnam for two years while they get established. And we have 40 other church planners who are just waiting. They haven't gone yet. They just need funding. They're just in the waiting. For $100, you can fund a micro-business uh, for a family in the, in the Philippines. Each family receives five months of training and mentoring, and then they get their capital business fundraising started. For $150, the family can move onto the path of financial freedom. We're wanting to, uh, as the Assemblies of God, we're wanting to fund over 300 families. Uh, two project rescues are in our portfolio this year. For $35,000, you can provide holistic care for a rescue girl for one of these homes. They'll get training, medical care, uh, vocational training. Now, all of the projects this far that we're looking at in the Asia Pacific are $2.5 million. Now, keep in mind that we're partnering with other churches but the stone table, they've stepped up. They said the first million dollars that is given will be doubled. So if you give a thousand bucks, it's going to be two thousand. Five hundred bucks is going to be a thousand. Eight hundred, sixteen hundred dollars. So I know that I want that. Worship team, you can go ahead and come on up. But uh, one hundred fifty dollars gets that micro business started in the Philippines. There's a lot that you can give towards. $3,500 provide a girl, uh, for a girl in the two project homes uh, for a year as they start their new beginning. We need someone to pray about giving. And all this money, this doesn't stay, the money that's given in this offering does not stay here. You know that, right? Like, like it goes here, near, and far. We're starting with far and working our way backwards. But it's really, like I said before, it's a gift to Jesus. But if you have the ability to give, I'm going to ask you to give. I need people who will pray about maybe giving ten grand. people who will pray about giving $25,000 or more. Remember that it's doubled what you give. You might fear in all of this, but don't be afraid. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all people. We, uh, I'm just going to take a moment and pray and ask that the Lord give you a number and ask that you act on that number. Now, you can give to the Christmas miracle gift the rest of the year. If you guys could put the giving slide on the screen. There's different ways to give. They're all up there. Just write CMG or Christmas miracle gift on your check or, or in the message just to let us know if it's throughout the rest of the year. But we want to be a blessing. We want to remember this life isn't about this life. It's about the life to come. If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to rate us, share with a friend, and hit subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you stream your podcasts. Our mission is simple. Come to life, connect to grow, find your purpose, make a difference. 
Thanks for listening to the Life Church podcast.